throughout the book. It's really? true. It's true. You could read the whole story of Esther as a non-Christian, if you were a non-Christian, and perhaps miss God. But God is actually, throughout the story, working in the, in the background. But it's almost as if he's invisible. And it's a bit like this bag. Because, you see, in this bag, Ruth, yeah. is an invisible ball. Is there? There is. Okay. Would you like to have a look? Can you see the invisible ball? No, it's not there. Invisible ball. Very good. It, is, yeah. it says an invisible ball. Yeah. I can see it. Would you like me to get it for you? One second. There you go. Can you take that? Okay. Right. Yeah, got it. Got it? Got it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Now, right. try and throw it and I'll try and catch it. Okay. There Very it is. good. Now, you see, that's quite clever. Do you want to see what there is? It's a ball. <laughs> I won't give up the day job. No, don't. You see, that ball was actually always there, because just because we couldn't see it doesn't mean it wasn't there. Now, sometimes God's a bit like that, and mm -hmm. the story of Esther really helps us to understand that. Does it? Esther was a queen, and she lived in Persia, uh, but she was also a Jew. Yeah. The Bible tells us that she was very young and very beautiful. Just like me! Well, probably 50% of those things are true. Uh, anyway. That's what you call a cheap laugh, Adam. They're probably true. Yeah. Anyway, there was a wicked man in uh, Persia called Haman, and he didn't really like Jews very much. Oh. Uh, and so he convinced the king yeah. to kill them all. No. Now, the problem was the king at this point didn't know that his queen, Esther, was also a Jew. Oh, no. So the law... Uh, so uh, it's also need to know that it was against the law for anyone to approach the king unless they were invited to do so. Even okay. the queen couldn't go and see her king unless she was invited by him to go and do so. Now, despite that, Esther's yeah. uncle, called Mordecai, yeah. good name that, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe we should add it to Jacob's name as a middle name, another middle name. Poor Great Jacob. name, isn't it? Mordecai. Anyway, maybe, maybe not. Moving move on. on. Uh, anyway, Mordecai told Esther that she should go and see the king, even though she hasn't been invited, and tell him about the plot. Okay. Now, Esther knew this was a good idea, yeah. but she was really afraid because she knew that the king could sentence her to death. That's not good, is it? It's no. not great, no. no. So, we're going to read a little bit of the yeah. story from the message translation. Would you like to read it? I'll go on then. I'll go, yes. Thanks. So, when Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Don't think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your fa father's family will perish and who knows, you may have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. Go gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my attendants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it's against the law. If I perish, I perish. And so Mordecai went away and carried out all of Esther's instructions. Great. Now, I said earlier that in the whole of the book of Esther, God isn't actually mentioned yeah, at did. all. Yeah. But in this part of the story, it's one of the times where we see God um, at work. Now, fasting, as it says here, was not eating at all and not drinking. Okay. Um, and often when people do that, when we do that now, um, it's, it's a time of getting us into praying to God. And right. so actually, when they were fasting here, um, they would have been praying as well. Okay. And Mordecai also says here that, who knows, you may have become queen 
for such a time as this. And he's suggesting that maybe God made Esther the queen for such a time as this. Okay, so I get that bit. So what happened next? Well, she goes to see the king. Unfortunately, he doesn't uh, ask for her to be killed. He, he welcomes her into the palace. Yep. Um, and eventually she tells him of Haman's plot and the king's furious about it. He changes the law and the Jews live um, as a result. Now, Esther was very brave she was, yeah. in this. But crucially, God was working behind the scenes. Do you think there are times in your life when God's been working behind the scenes and you haven't quite realised that that's what was happening? I think they have. I think they probably are in all of our lives. And one of my most favourite verses is from Romans, and it says this. And we know that all things God works for the good of those who love him. Now, one of the times that I remember when God was working in the background and I couldn't see it was actually when I first went to the interviews to be a vicar. Now, you'll know this because you've been through them as well. I I have, yes. They're not the most pleasant of experiences. If you've ever seen The Apprentice, they're a little bit like the penultimate episode of The Apprentice with all those interviews where people rip you apart without too much care about putting you back together again. It's not good. They weren't. And two of my interviewers were very much like Claude from that, if you've seen that. They weren't the, uh, the most pleasant of experiences. Anyway, I went to this, um, this, and I'd prayed an awful lot about it, but the people there had decided that I wasn't meant to be a vicar, that they said no to me, and I shouldn't be a vicar. Now, this was really hard, because I felt like that was what God was saying to me, and lots of my friends and my family had said the same, and, I, and it was just not much fun. Oh, no. So what happened next, then? Well... Truthfully, I fell fell out a little bit with God, and uh, I felt really sad about it. I certainly felt like I couldn't see God moving at that time. He felt very silent, very invisible at the time. Now, obviously, I'm not an imposter. I am actually a vicar. Are you sure? So I am, I promise. Okay. Uh, I was ordained about a month ago as a priest. Paperwork I've got to prove paperwork it? to prove it. I've got a dog collar in my bag. It, everything. It's all good. Um, so I went back a couple of years later, and uh, they said yes, and that's why I'm here today. Good. But at the time of that first interview, I was really lost because I really felt like I didn't know what was going on and where God was in that situation. Now, I can look back on that time now, eight years later, and I can see God at work. I was meant to stay in a job. I had to stay in a job that I was in before I went to that. And I had some experiences, which, whilst painful still, uh, were very helpful and formed me into the perfect human being you see before you now. <laughs> you don't need to respond to that, do you? I think I, think I, think I will they, respond they by saying that I'm not sure about that. Oh, okay. And I think working with you, I can see that God is probably working in the background, but I think sometimes it's very hidden. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, I think. Now, the other thing that's true about this story is how brave Esther she is. She was, here. wasn't she? Yeah. As we said, she risked her life in order to go and to see the king. She, ultima- she knew ultimately that it was the right thing to do. She prayed and she fasted, she stopped eating um, for a little while, and she went before she went to see him. And the end result was that God's people were saved. Um, but she, had she not been brave and had she not done the right thing, then that may not have happened. So do you think you've ever been that brave, Adam? Uh, no, I don't think I have, because I've never had to risk my life in order to do what's right. And I, if I'm honest, I really hope I don't ever have to. Mm. But there are people all around the world who every single day risk their lives for Jesus. In a little while, when we pray, we're going to pray for some of those. So it must be really, really hard, that, mustn't it? So I wonder what we can learn from this part of the story for ourselves. I think there are a couple of things we can learn. Firstly, I think we need to pray for our brothers and sisters who do risk 
uh, their lives by yep. being a Christian. And we will do, as I say, do that in a moment. But also, I think it teaches us that we can be a little bit braver as well. Um, talking to people, for example, about Jesus, um, being honest about our faith can sometimes feel like a really brave thing to do. Uh, sometimes even offering to pray for someone who we know is not a Christian can feel like a really brave thing to do, but it's the right thing to do. Now, a couple of days ago, I was on a tube in London, mm-hmm. uh, and I was sat next to this older man, yeah. and I really sensed God tell me that I should talk to him about God uh, and pray for him. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that's what happened. So that's a bit weird, Adam, if I'm being honest. <laughs> so how did that go then? What happened? Well, because, you know, I'm not very brave, mm-hmm. um, I spent the best part of the journey praying to God that he would get the man to leave the train yeah. before I was able yeah, to say anything. Yeah, fair, fair point. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't, though. He didn't. All no. that happened was the other people in the carriage around us left yeah. until it was just me and him. In this carriage on our own. I think that was God making it easier for you, wasn't it? I suspect it probably uh, was. In the end... How did he respond then? Well, I did, as I said, I plucked up the courage to talk to him. And uh, he wasn't a Christian. He was very surprised uh, for me to talk to him about it. Um, And he did tell me about something that was going on in his life and let me pray for him about it. And then what happened? Well... Because of the first part, where I wasn't very brave and I'd spent a long time asking God, procrastinating, yes, Um, there wasn't much time left. So I didn't have a lot of time to talk to him before I reached the stop that I had to get on to get my train home. So I don't actually know what's happened to that guy, but I'm not overly worried because I have a friend who uh, was in London. I do, just the one. Just one, yeah. Just the one friend. Um, And uh, he had an experience over a week where three different people came to talk to him about God. And it was those three people that talking to him about God that ended up making, uh, bringing him to a place where he became a Christian. So I, maybe I was just person number one or person number two for that older chap. So you were a bit brave then, weren't you? Well, I was, um, but no one died. No one was likely to die as a result of that. True. So it was nowhere near as brave as Esther. But still, it was quite brave for me, yeah, it was. I think. Now, I don't tell you that story because I want you to all bask in my braveness. Is Good. that a word? Bravery. Bravery. That's, what, that's right, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I don't yeah. want you to all bask. No, I could tell you a thousand stories where I failed yeah. to uh, do that, where I've not been brave. Yeah. Um, like doing I, the actions up front. Well that, well, that could be one option. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, but it's a shame we've not got an action song next, because, you know, I could have done them for that. Never mind. Um, ne- uh, no, maybe I didn't hear that. Sorry, Kate. Uh, I just definitely didn't just say next week. Um, I don't tell us that so you can all bask in my braveness. I, I tell you that because nobody died. Nothing terrible happened as a result of it. Actually, it was quite a good conversation. Mm. And I hope that it might encourage us all to be just a little bit braver when we're out and about. I think that would be a very good thing if we were braver. So why? Why are we brave? Mm. Well, we heard that Esther was a queen who was willing to risk her life in order to save her people. Now, there was, however, a man who lived a few years after Esther, Jesus, who did die to save his people. He wore a different sort of crown. He wore a crown of thorns. But he is the king of all kings, and he died to save us, his people. Esther's story hints a little bit of the story of Jesus. She, like him, was willing to do what was right And I think one of the reasons we need to be brave is because Jesus died for us. So what do we need to remember today from our story, Ruth? Can you remember? 
Yes, so we need to remember to be brave and we always have to do what's right because Jesus, who's our king, died for us. That's right. What else do we need to remember? That even if we can't see him, God is always there working in the background. Correct. Now, we're going to stop and pray ourselves now, or chat to God, as we call it. Um, and we're, today, we're going, to use, we're going to use a set of prayers that we often use here called our stop prayers, but we're going to add a letter onto the end, the letter L onto the end. So that's stopple. Yeah. That's kind of black adderish almost, isn't it, really? It is. um, it's, right. it's not great, is it? No, it's all right. It'll be fine. All Don't right, worry okay. about it. We'll go with it. We'll go with that. We'll let's, with let's all pray together. So the first letter is S, and that means sorry. So here... We're going to pray, Lord, we are sorry for the times when we are not brave, when we've been worried about how people might respond in to- when we talk to them about you. And we're sorry for when we've done things this week or said things that you would rather we didn't do. Lord, would you help us to walk more in your way, in your light, and to know you more. And Lord, we thank you that you love us so much that there is nothing that can separate us from that love. Help us to remember that. Help us to be brave and help us to always walk in your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. So the T is for thank you. So why don't we take some time in the silence, perhaps in our minds, picture a time when we've seen God at work Perhaps it's at school or at home or perhaps at work. And just say thank you to God in our heads for being with us. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are there working in the background in our lives. Thank you that you go with us wherever we are. Thank you for the times we've seen you at work and thank you for the strength (coughs) You give us to keep going. Amen. Amen. Now, we're just going to take a break in a moment from our prayers, just to have some more information, some more things so we can inform our next prayers. Because the next prayer thing that we pray for is others. And in order to pray for others, I said earlier we were going to pray for those who are, um, who are in risk of their own lives and who are, have a really tough time. Um, we're going to watch a short video from an organization called Open Doors. Now, this is just going to explain to us just a little bit more about that. And whilst the video is playing, I'm going to put some pieces of paper under the chairs. Try to ignore me and watch the video. If we could watch the video. Have you ever been bullied? Even if you haven't, you can probably imagine what it's like. People who are bullied may be teased, hurt, ignored, threatened or called names. There are lots of reasons why people are bullied. It can be because of what you look like or sound like, where you're from or the things you do. One of the reasons people are bullied is because of what they believe about God and the way they live their lives as a result. It might not happen anywhere near you, but around the world, millions of people are bullied for this reason, because the way they do things is different to those around them. Another word for this is persecution. Open Doors supports Christians who are persecuted in over 50 countries around the world. It could be by praying for them, taking them to hospital, providing them with tents or food, or taking letters and cards to cheer them up. 
As well as offering help, Open Doors tracks the bad things that people do to Christians around the world and the reasons why. Every year, Open Doors makes a list showing which countries are the most difficult for Christians to live in. It might be because your family is against you following Jesus, or because your neighbours will tell on you, or the leaders in your community might make it difficult for you to get water or go to school. It might be the government spying on you, deliberately attacking you, or putting you in prison. It could be violence coming from terrorists, or it might be the kind of pressure that others just can't see. Either way, when you're persecuted, you're not free to learn, play, work, read, write, or say what you think. This doesn't happen everywhere, of course. Just watching this film now very likely means you are in a safe place. But some people aren't safe, and some children aren't safe. So it's good to remember them and find ways to help them where we can. The Bible says, we are many people, but in Christ, we are all one body. We are the parts of that body, and each part belongs to all the others. How can you help children and families who are being persecuted? So the way we're going to help children and families who are being persecuted today is we're going to pray for them together. Um, and we're going to do that in um, smaller groups. I know some people don't like praying in groups, and if that's you, that's absolutely fine. Uh, you can, when we pray in a moment, just put your hands together very quietly and sit and pray yourself. Underneath the, um, at the end of the aisles, we've just put this map, which we'll show on the screen. This is the list that we talked about in that video there of all the countries in the world that are on the, or the 50 most watch countries, as they call them, who are the countries who have the most risk of persecution for being a Christian. Uh, what we'd like you to do is in your groups of either twos, threes, fours, fives, whatever it is, is just to pray for one of the countries on this list. Um, and then I'll, we'll gather us back together for the next part of our prayers. So let's just pray all together in a moment.
So, Lord, we do lift up to you all of these countries. We lift up to you all those that are in them. We ask that you would bring your light and your hope and your peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we've done our sorry, thank you, and others. So the put of stop is for please. So why don't you just bring to God anything in your life that you'd like some help with? Perhaps you're not feeling very well, or perhaps something is happening. Or perhaps you need some strength to talk to somebody about Jesus. So just in the silence, just say please to God for something. Father God, we thank you that you love to help your children. Thank you for all the things that have been mentioned in the silence. And Lord, we just pray that you would help each person here with whatever they need help with most. In your name, amen. Amen. And we come to the L of stopple, um, and this is listen. So we're going to just have a moment just to listen to God. God, when we have a conversation with God, when we chat to God, we, it's not just one way. God also speaks to us. And so it might be that God reminds you of a particular Bible verse or gives you a picture or puts a song into your head. But just in this moment, we say, Lord, would you speak to us? For we, your servants, are listening. In a minute, we're going to join all our prayers together using the words that Jesus taught us. But can I invite the band to come back as we do that? So we say together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. <laughs>